This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast, and I am Eric Branson. with me as always is my co-host, Joe Peterson. Hey everybody. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. This has uh, been a lot of fun preparing for the series. Of course, we, we reviewed Land Before Time last time. I mean, it was really only a matter of time, wasn't it, until we <laughs> attacked the dinosaur films? Yeah, I... I... I don't know, part of I me feel is... like we should make this what well, a lot of our themed episodes I've kind of felt like we should make a tradition or an annual thing but uh, like we should do werewolves every year there's plenty of stuff out there but I think dinosaurs is something we should come back to yeah I think there's time and time again because two or three films is just not enough well and like we talked about last time too you know finding dinosaur movies um, that aren't Jurassic Park I mean there's a lot of really old ones you can go with some of the old you know Harryhausen things and we've already talked about yeah, King I'm, Kong of course and at length but you know, I, one of my favorite old dinosaur movies is Valley of Guanji. Um, the animation's yeah. gorgeous in it, and uh, the stop motion, and it's just a cool story. you got cowboys just, and dinosaurs. And, yeah, I was going to say, it's just a really unique concept, and I'm surprised it hasn't been... I, I, I kind of am happily surprised it's not been revisited, and, and hopefully they keep it that way. So. Well, I'll tell you, it has... I would hate to see what they would have to do to elevate, you know that to a big budget cgi movie it would just yeah. probably be i turn, think it would ruin but... it well and plus you've got a dinosaur burning to death inside of a of a cathedral or a chapel or no, yeah, a cathedral at the end which uh, that might not be well received today it was a really cool scene in the original actually that valley of guanji has uh, one of my favorite lines from any dinosaur movie where the paleontologist is talking to one of the cowboys and the cowboy mistakenly calls him an archaeologist yeah. To which he responds, no, I'm a paleontologist. We dig deeper. <laughs> and I've always loved that line. Um, but yeah, it's that's a really cool movie. But stuff like that. Of course, then you've got your dinosaur films where they just took iguanas and glued fins to their back. And like your 1 million yeah, BC. Just or made them yeah. fight and stuff. Uh, you know, and there's... Yeah, whatever the, the one with Raquel Welch and the famous fur bikini. Yeah, you know, there's... There's there's a number of those that are kind of forgettable and maybe they should. Gee, it's funny. Why why didn't I remember the dinosaurs from that movie? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and I think there's there were there's the Carnosaur series, the Roger Corman Carnosaur movies, which you know they're just monster horror films. Um, I I would like an excuse to kind of look at those again. I I'm not expecting you know gold out of those but I think it'd be that those would be fun ones to check out again I mean Carnosaur was not a good movie but it at least had some no, fun certainly not it was a fun concept <laughs> and, and you know it came out the same time that Jurassic Park did and yeah it, it was it was I think it was totally Corman threw it together specifically because they knew Jurassic Park was going to be a big thing but I think it's based on a book if I'm not mistaken it is yeah, yeah, yeah. they found I think they found source material for it I don't know how, how accurately it's based on the novel but there yeah. is a novel so yeah, and there's there's been 
you know, a handful here and there, but I think you're right. It might be worth going back and revisiting some of those. Um, but I still maintain, yeah, it, like I brought up last week, I would love to see a dinosaur, a new dinosaur film that is good and it, it, it maybe even starts a new franchise. Fine. That isn't Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. I just, I'd like to see yeah. something new. Um, but then again, you know, those are science fiction, and the one we'll be talking about tonight is science fiction as well. Because um, anytime you have dinosaurs and humans, you're going with science fiction. Yeah. Why do you think it is that we had we had one rule, and that was pick dinosaur movies that weren't Jurassic Park? Like, that was our one rule we set for ourselves. And we ended up picking three movies, um, two of which we're recording, and, and one of which we'll probably, uh, you know... Yeah, we, 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 we it was a burner. <laughs> we, yeah, we had a burner. We may we may or may not end up having that you know doing that actual one on the podcast, but we we picked three movies out. Why do you think we went with family films? <laughs> like we tended to stay away from the stuff like Carnosaur or even Valley of Guanji, like the old sci-fi, um, well, I, monster I, I, movie I, type films. We we definitely stuck with ones that were in the vein of. Although the one we're going to talk about tonight was definitely not as family friendly as I remember it being. No, it wasn't. But, um, I <laughs> but think, yeah, in, in general, I think we stuck with family films, which I thought was interesting. I think because, um, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed that you and I both do, and I think with some of the recommendations we got from from listeners when we did our Facebook thing, was um, nostalgia, right? Now, I, mm-hmm. I'm not of an age where I grew up watching. I didn't grow up watching Valley of Guanji in One Million Years BC. I had seen them, but they weren't, those weren't They the weren't movies. your movies. Those no, movies. they weren't movies of my generation, really. So movies that came out in a lot of stuff that we cover here notice has been 70s 80s 90s even 2000s yeah. and, and more recent but um things that some happened sometime in between you know us being old enough to watch movies five years old and and you know being in our college dorm room watching right. movies is pretty much what we've what we've been covering yeah here, kind so. of from the moment you mentally come online to when you start questioning and being a cynical ass right that's that's what we're looking at those happy times um and i think these these were the dinosaur movies that came out in the 80s and 90s that didn't turn into gigantic blockbuster franchises um you know these well yeah land before time had would you say 14 sequels or something like or 12 sequels or something there's 14 of them yeah i think so the 13 sequels so it was marketable but those went straight to video there's absolutely no sign that they're done either the new the latest one was only like a few years ago so oh geez so yeah i mean those are just they keep churning those out um i mean they're all straight to video i don't think any of them got a theatrical release except the first one right and actually i think even the second one didn't come out until late 90s it, it wasn't shortly after the first land before time it was a while so here's my theory on why we picked the family films and that's what I, I think that when you come to just just dinosaurs being your topic that most of the unheard of or the the more b film type uh movies are generally family films i think they that you know small studios are like oh what do kids like to watch kids like dinosaurs yeah you know? which uh one of the films we're going to talk about i think actually the both of the remaining films we're going to talk about i think are kind of that exact phenomenon mm-hmm. um but anyway we should get to introducing the film that we are going to talk about today and that is the 1985 uh touchstone disney production baby secret of the lost legend 1985, a startling event takes place in remote West Africa. Two of the hunters found it upriver. And the search is on. Where? 
We're at River. That's at the wrong place. How much further? What is going on? We'll find out in due course. We're going to need a boat and an escort. Look up there. The search for something that couldn't possibly exist. But does. It's a hatchling. You. A Brontosaurus hatchling. I don't know what you're talking about. I read your notes, my dear. There it is! That is the most valuable thing on earth! George and Susan are trying to protect her. Dr. Kiviat will do anything to capture her. And Mom just wants her back. <laughs> Baby. Secret of the Lost Legend. Get him out of here. Get him out. Oh, get off my and this one is one that I totally remember watching when I was a kid and I totally forgot about until you brought it up. And yeah. I didn't. I didn't even react to the title. I don't think when you first brought it up, and when you started describing it, I went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I remember that movie like that. I remember watching that like a bunch of times, and mm -hmm. now when I watched it again, I was like, "Holy shit!" I don't remember anything about this movie, or I do, but like it's totally different yeah. <laughs> than I remember it being. Like I took totally different things I, away. I, from I, it, so. I've always remembered the way that the the little baby brontosaur looked, um, yeah. and that's about it i mean there's a few yeah, other I mean, scenes I remember. I remember some scenes with the dinosaurs and i almost wonder my parents used to do this thing and you know you know from us growing up together my parents were very strict about the kind of stuff we could watch so yeah. they used to do this thing with movies like that i wanted to see very badly or like i had some thing with um but they didn't approve of all of the content in the movie my dad would actually go through and like kind of fast forward to the parts that were okay to watch and let me watch some so i kind of wonder if that was the case with this movie like if i got fast forwarded a little bit through <laughs> they, some they of edited some out the movie but there's a very yeah so uh, there's um, a couple of really awkward I may, I don't, scenes I'm, yeah yeah and i think i had the impression that this was a family film and then actually after reading about it it really wasn't intended to be that it was uh later edited and turned into a um wonderful world of disney movie in 1989 yeah but the original disney test phone production it was theatrically released i thought it was oh, yeah. made for tv movie mm -hmm. um so i was wrong about a lot of things that i thought about this one when we were going well going I, I, I wonder if that's the version you watched was also it probably, yeah okay the yeah, 89 was. Where, where they renamed for wonderful world of disney they, they briefly renamed it dinosaur secret of the lost legend rather than baby secret of the lost yep. legend maybe yep. that was why they could have been why i didn't recognize the name either until yeah. i like looked at it and went whoa yeah i remember this movie yeah and, um, and this one did have a little bit of uh marketing behind it i i vaguely remember and i was actually talking to some friends about it recently that they had some of the there were trading cards that oh, really they had a yeah. packs of trading cards you know uh for this when it came out which wasn't huge marketing but it was enough where i remember this movie being talked about vaguely i mean like i said if it came out in 1985 i was only like you know four years old so maybe it was within a few years after that i remember yeah and this I, being I a movie too yeah <laughs> i remember this, this being out. a movie that people talked about and and maybe um 
you know, maybe it was actually the 89 resurgence on, of when they re-released it on TV that I'm remembering it. But, um, you know, and it's funny, too, that we talked about Lamb Over Time last week and we're doing Baby this time. It's like, what is it about baby sauropod dinosaurs being yeah. fodder for kids? You know, these little baby long necks, what is it about baby sauropods that we just find so friggin' cute? And having looked at fossils of them, they are really, really fucking cute. So yeah, <laughs> maybe I, that's I would why. say it's because they're, they're borderline non-threatening. Or, yeah, they're, they're, they're cute. They're herbivores. They're... Um, they don't have scary pointy parts. Like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know they have a long neck. They're, I guess you can't say they're giraffe. They're kind of like a giraffe because they're shaped totally differently. But yeah, there's some parallels so. one could possibly make. I mean, it's just, it's you know four legs. It was, the, the, was it Monty Python had the theory about the brontosaurus that it's you know long and skinny at one end, round in the middle, and skinny at the other end. That is my theory, and the theory is mine. Um, <laughs> you know, I th- one of the cool things though about this movie is that it's not just uh, people find a dinosaur. It's actually they tie it into a purported cryptozoology thing, Mokili Mamembe, the the uh, supposed dinosaur in the Congo jungle. Yeah, totally. And actually, I remembered cool. like while I, when I was like watching this movie, I remembered. What was that book you used to have? The drums on the Congo. Roy McCall. Yeah, 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 yeah. That uh, some uh, guy. Makili Membe. Yeah, he claimed that he did actually. If I remember his version of the story, as this, uh, this cryptozoologist, you know, uh, claims that he did actually see it, but he was threatened not to take any photos by his guides, you know, like at gunpoint or something. And I was like, oh, how convenient! So you're going to write a book about that and you didn't see shit uh you know and i don't burden of proof right right and uh, so obviously no i do not subscribe to the idea that there's a living population of sauropod dinosaurs in the congo jungle but i do but it it makes for a fun movie but makes for a fun movie uh at least oh sure i mean this has been a concept that people have been fascinated with since probably prior to this but the first thing i can think of is sir arthur conan doyle's novel the lost world which had been made into a film you know 15 times ever since the silent era yeah you know so um, one thing, so yeah, very, very similar kind of thing like there's a you know a lost land somewhere where there's pre- still you know living prehistoric life really jurassic park just kind of borrows the concept as well yeah king kong it's, did it uh, you know and yeah uh and you know it, it's i guess this is mckeely a good on mckeely the legend of mckeely momembe you got your harry and the hendersons and that's this you know you got his version mm-hmm. of harry and it here's a family film though with some adult themes about Makili Mamembe, Harry and the Hendersons yeah, is I, a family I, movie about I was about surprised Bigfoot. how not a family movie this was because that's what that's Jeez. what my memory has it ingrained that it, it was. And maybe I, I actually am fairly certain I'm going to go with that theory that I probably didn't see it until the you know Wonderful World of Disney version in '89, which was much much shorter and they had remo- they removed a lot of the violence and uh, suggestive scenes. I assume. Um, well, not that there's anything like highly inappropriate in this, but there's there's you know tribal warfare. Um, even though most of it's presented kind of in a comic manner, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's certainly not a little kids movie. There's also a really <laughs> kind of awkward sex scene. Yeah, yeah. With like, let's just do it in the jungle, and we've got a baby sauropod just kind of walking around eating our clothes. Well, and the like baby sauropod, I think staring at. I think from a writing standpoint, it's supposed to be a comic scene where the you know the sauropod keeps interrupting them. But um, oh, the eighties, you know. Yeah, it so. was just weird. It was just like, why, why are you doing that right now? Right, really, right now, right here. The baby dinosaurs, like, essentially in between the two of you, but you know. <laughs> Uh, cock blocked by a dinosaur. 
yeah. William Cat's character in this is constantly cock-blocked by this dinosaur. Yeah. I'm surprised he has any compassion left for it by the end. So. Wait, wait, so William Cat, you know, the, the cast, this actually has a pretty decent cast. It's got Sean Young, William Cat, yep. Patrick and Actually, uh, William Cat is very... And I noticed this. I wrote a, I wrote a note down about this. Like the entire rest of this cast is kind of phoning in on this movie, right? But yeah. he's acting his ass off the whole time. Like he's actually pretty good in this movie. Like yeah. he's playing action hero. He's kind of, um, which actually I, everything I've ever seen him in, he's he's kind of like that. He's a, he's certainly a um, underrated actor. And I'm not sure. I know he's gone on to do a lot of TV work. I remember mm-hmm. him best, obviously, from like Carrie and House and like all of the you know cheesy horror stuff. That he was doing in the 80s and obviously from baby because i oh. saw this when i was a kid too. also the greatest american hero you know oh right right yeah yep. he's the greatest uh, american hero i have never seen that show but i read a big article about how great it was so oh, yeah but, well i mean it, it he's such an asshole in it though his character is like this <laughs> real asshole and there's but actually i kind of like my, the my setup hat, though yeah my my hat goes off to him for not you know, Sean Young's totally phoning in this movie. She, I don't know. She's not a favorite actress of mine in the first place, besides, you know, um, when she was younger, she's definitely not, you know, hard on the eyes, but she's, uh, I don't think she's ever been particularly great in anything, and supposedly she was a total nutcase. And <laughs> Yeah, you know what, I, I can't say I've ever really liked a lot of her roles, but I've liked the movies she's been in, like Blade Runner, yeah. you know, right, and, yeah. and some stuff like that, but... Um, you know, and honestly, I, I, I can't ever see her in anything and not immediately think of uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Right. So. <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn. Um, yeah. yeah. And that wonderful bit of transphobic humor that was appropriate. At no, the no there, there was something, though, that I thought was a really cool setup for this. So the, the basic concept is you've got a, a paleontological expedition in Central Africa, and she plays a paleontologist i think she's in for some reason doing this in the peace corps it's a lot of like no this doesn't add up but whatever uh and her husband is i believe he's like a if i understood it correctly i think he's like a sports journalist or something like that and he's just kind of yeah there's some lines about how he's scouting or trying to teach the natives to play baseball yeah and he's the beginning of the movie and by the way the depiction of the natives in this movie is pretty awful that's pretty cringeworthy it's pretty cringeworthy but anyway, but I, I, it's you know, so she's a, a paleontologist there doing this dig. I think she's a postdoc, and mm-hmm. he's just kind of hanging out, like he's just there with her because they're together, um, and he's just hanging around their base camp all day. And while I, I'm not going to overly criticize, again, I'm not going to criticize the science in the movie, but if you have a paleontologist who can't tell the difference between a giraffe vertebra and a I don't know, Patasaurus vertebra, you've got some problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a scale alone. But um, I, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, you have a, a female lead character who is a, you know, she's a, she's a paleontologist, she's a professional scientist, and she's mm-hmm. motivated by her career in this because when she starts hearing about there's this uh, possible other thing to go look at, he's totally against it. He throws this massive temper tantrum which the weird thing about this movie is the the sexism that William Katz's character plays I can't yeah. tell if it's entirely like meant to be sexist or not like if that if that were to come out today it would be done in a way of like 
Okay, character establishment. This guy's a dick. I can't right. tell because they make I, him a likable character later without some big transformation. I, was say, I don't think they were trying to portray him as being a dick. No. I just think it's dated. I mean, I think yeah, that's just, big time. Um, you know, he's he's putting his foot down. You know, his, right. his wife's not gonna. But it's cool know. that she's just like fuck you, and she goes anyway. Yeah. So I was like, well, she takes off, there's yeah. that aspect that's really you know kind of ahead of its time. I, I was struck by that, and just because like. His the temper tantrum that he has over her saying like no I want to go do this and he's like no I want to go back to New York or whatever is is so uncomfortable like if that were to be done in a film today it would be intentional for you know establishing this relationship and why it's got problems and no actually in this movie it's just showing uh yeah she's just such a pain in the ass isn't she it's like no actually she's got yeah. some points <laughs> So that yeah. it, it, this was weird to watch, and then so they go there, and she she finds oh yeah, there's a whole family of these sauropods, these brontosaurs living in the jungle, and yep. a male, a female, and a baby. We we meet in the film, and for and 1980, hey, we're talking about big sauropods, right? These are big yep. animals, and they don't look that bad. For the time. I was actually impressed. I remember when we, maybe even when we were talking about doing this movie, we were kind of chuckling about like, oh yeah, the, the special effects are probably going to be so bad. And I don't know, it, if you show it to a kid now, I think they're going to laugh, but I think they, they stood up. And in some shots, they're great. Mm -hmm. They're not always great. Um, there are definitely some, some shots in the film where they're a little clunky, or you can tell it's somebody running around on all fours with a heavy rubber suit. You know, yeah. Rubber suit. Um, on top of them, but I think it's handled pretty well. They do a good job of keeping the scale between the adults and the. Mm -hmm. um, so I and I'm fairly certain they have scale models of those things. Like there's actually those are actually big rubber seropod models, and they move a little bit. And yeah, so it's it's pretty impressive actually. I I was pleasantly surprised about how decent the effects were. Like I I totally bought that these dinosaurs were like living things, and only in a few shots does it really. You know, does it really scream cheesy model to me? And there's a couple couple things where its eyes are moving too robotically for me, or yeah. whatever. You know, in close up. But, but I mean, compared to even other things, other things at the time, I think it's it's definitely as good as its peers, if not better than than some. So that that was, an, it's fine. I think they worked. The special effects worked. So, uh, and speaking of like, I mean, what is it with we were talking about? You know, sauropods being relatable for children or. But what is it also about, like, um, in these dinosaur movies or family dinosaur films about having the baby seropods have to witness the death of their parents or the torture of their parents in this, this like, heart-wrenchingly sad moment in this movie, too, where yeah. the baby is, like, crying at its father's corpse and watching its mother be drug away by these... Um, yeah, yeah just, it, uh... it, it, it's, it's pretty... <laughs> pretty rough i mean <laughs> yeah it's like it, one of the worst things you could be in an in a 1980s film would be a, a seropod parent because yeah, essentially maybe, maybe that's what they were going for in that scene in fallen kingdom you know we gotta, we yeah gotta pretty heart, much heart, yeah rip your heart out seropod moment in the dinosaur movie but well again it's, um, it's people the, like people like seropods and i can see why you know it's like if I, one thing i've always noticed just with with talking to kids and stuff about dinosaurs is they either like them huge or really really tiny mm -hmm. you know they like t-rex because it's huge they like 
sauropods because they're huge and then they like hearing about little tiny baby dinosaurs so you know with movies like land before time and, and baby secret of the lost legend you get kind of both of those um yeah you know by having parent and then of course like like they did with with land before time it's essentially bambi but this movie came out before so technically this is more like bambi with dinosaurs and that's live action right and uh, yeah and from the productive standpoint from the production standpoint i believe this was uh, yeah, this was the first American movie to actually be filmed on location in the Ivory Coast, in Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I there's aware of that. Yeah, yeah, there's actually some, um, you know. I mean, I could tell a lot of it was actually location suiting. I was impressed by that too. Like mm-hmm. they, I could tell they were at least somewhere rainforested, you know, that looked like Africa if it wasn't actually, you know, African rainforest. But. Um, yeah, I think it pulls off, and it, I had this impression going into this that I was going to watch a super low-budget made-for-TV movie, and then after, like, well, after watching it, and then after reading a little bit about it, like, wait a second, no, this was, this, they planned this, this had a decent budget, and they mm-hmm. planned this to be a big movie, there was merchandise behind it, and mm-hmm. it just didn't turn out the way they wanted it to turn out, and it wasn't as popular as it, so yeah. it ended up being recut as that family version of the film that I'm probably more familiar with, but, yeah, uh, it's got a lot of stuff going on, like, there's a, it's... It's not as much of a, you know, um, dinosaur, quote-unquote, movie as The Land Before Time or mm-hmm. or something that, you know, didn't involve human beings. This is a little bit more of an adventure film, something along the lines of Indiana Jones. It actually really reminds me of um, kind of a low-rent version of the Romancing the Stone Jewel of the Nile movies yep. with Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. Because the William Cat and Sean Young have a similar kind of dynamic, and Kathleen Turner's character in those movies uh, also had the kind of, you know... I was just going to say headstrong female, like that's some kind of a... But anyway, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. A kind of forward for the, for the t- period. Um, strong... I, I hate using the term strong female character because it's just so... Yeah, anyway. But she's, you know, not subservient. I no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it's the, the fact that the backdrop of this film is Patrick McGowan's character is this evil evil white paleontologist right hires yeah old white yeah man but he hires the these plan. african uh mercenaries essentially these, these gun-toting paramilitary guys yeah, and gorillas, they're yeah. they're at war with this jungle dwelling tribe are they are they called gorillas in africa or is that just a south american thing i don't I know think it's a south american thing but yeah but you know it's the same yeah. you've got this there's this really violent paramilitary mercenary versus jungle natives uh thing going on yeah. and it's you know and it erupts into like a war scene at the end of it kind of like in you know a yeah. lot of action movies do like the big climax at the end of the movie they're fighting over who's going to own the dinosaurs and fortunately the dinosaurs get freed and get to yeah. you know walk off into the yeah one of i mean obviously one of them does die and actually i think the one that yep. died i think yep. before i said it's the mom but i think it's the dad in this one the the male sauropod gets shot yeah, i think the, it is the, the mom gets tranquilized the mom gets tranquilized and they want to get yeah. her and the baby off you know onto the mainland it's kind of like jurassic park the lost world or jurassic world fallen kingdom you know it's kind of yeah you know kind of the same thing but uh yeah i mean this so this is one like i said i remember this being like on my list of dinosaur movies when i was thinking about jurassic park and the others you know in the 90s what other dinosaur movies are there this was always on the list and plus it having that cool little added thing of it's inspired by a supposed legend or an actual legend that there's this yeah 
That and was... I think that's kind of the aspect about this movie that made it a little different was that it was a little bit more like an Indiana Jones movie because it was about that legend. It was about the, uh, you know, the the treasure of finding these uh, mm-hmm. living creatures in the in the rainforest. So it had kind of an adventure, you know, in in the classical sense, like an adventure film. Um, the, feeling to yeah. it that that I think you know isn't and obviously isn't in the films that are just about dinosaurs set in you know the Mesozoic era versus you know modern day. Yeah, and one thing though that I from the pacing and, and the way the film was cut and stuff, there was one part that really struck me as a huge missed opportunity, and that's okay. So the movie's about searching through the jungle for this these surviving dinosaurs. The first time you see them. It is totally uneventful. And that could have been... The shot's cool. It's it's them in the water. Yeah. They're waiting in the water. And it's a really cool shot. But it's just kind of like, here you go. And it should have been a build-up. It should have been shots of the actors reacting and dramatic music. Instead, it's just kind of like, it's here you go. fumbling for the camera and not getting the... Sh- yeah. It's kind of it, it, it's, it's like, I'm going to make you a really nice steak dinner and... You just throw it on the plate and slam it in front of the person. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, this yeah, yeah this it, could have been it kind of reeks of a special effects moment that didn't quite work out. Like they could, they didn't have the the footage they liked to dwell on it long enough. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. it certainly and, is and the actor's reaction. Like it is, it's a pacing thing too. Like their reaction is kind of like, huh? Well, look at that. It plays out in real time, <laughs> and they're like, oh, we better get the camera because we need proof. And uh, yeah, instead every- of being like awestruck. Everybody seems especially a paleontologist yeah like and not to keep bringing up jurassic park but that's the right reaction you know when alan grant and ellie sadler first see the brachiosaurus or first see the dinosaurs i mean that's the reaction i think you know that's yeah that's that's exactly the living dinosaur that's why that's such a great scene in jurassic park that's i was chatting with some people on facebook about that just a few months ago and like most a lot of people agreed that's one of the best scenes of the movie because it's like yeah i can relate that would be an awestruck kind of moment it may be my favorite scene of the movie and there's a couple others that are arguable but and then this one it's it's like it you could have had that a lot of it just is look at your show us what your your characters are doing get some reaction out of them hold on that for a while and then show us what they're seeing instead this is you're right they're for a group of people that are seeing dinosaurs for the first time in the wild they seem to get over it pretty quick you know they don't they don't have that like awestruck moment like it's just not there it's like they're so much expecting to find them there that they're just not impressed by it but yeah. I don't even think, even if you believed in your heart of hearts that there was dinosaurs out there, and that, but actually walking into that, that, you know, lake or whatever they're wading in and seeing them, you know, the size of them, the scope of them, that just, especially if you're a paleontologist who spent their life so far, you know, working on, yeah, I, I yeah, there's got to be a reaction other than like, quick, get the camera, we need proof. Yeah, I mean, my reaction um, would be like, I, I need a new pair of shorts. You know. <laughs> right. And and I I probably have a breakdown. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'd think so. So, so but it, you know, and I guess. Any, but then again, as we've established, Sean Young is kind of nuts. So maybe that's why. Yeah, and she really is not great in this movie. No. Like even more so than she's generally just kind of blah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, um, so believe it or not, we're already out of time for this uh, episode about oh, talking yeah. about baby secret of the lost legend 
Uh, realize I never ran a synopsis down of it, but you got to most of the points, so I'm not going to worry about it. Um, what do you think overall? Like, what's your impression? Of I mean, it. I, I give it some points for it. It's uh, it's an ambitious endeavor to make a live action a movie with with live action dinosaurs, especially sauropods, and for the mid '80s. I mean, I'm actually that actually redeemed a little bit. Again, they don't look great. They look better than I thought they would. Better than I remember them looking. Um, and again, trying to, you know, they're not perfect, but yeah, they've actually made some big life-size sauropod models and they move around and that's kind of cool. Um, so, and they try to do the emotional thing here. Overall, though, the, the script's pretty bad. The characterizations are pretty bad. Uh, you know, the Sean Young's character there as a, as a paleontologist is a, is a missed opportunity it's like it's almost like her her charming characters are not charming i don't want to say charming her um her her positive characteristics are almost by accident yeah. like the fact that she's like screw you i'm gonna go do this because it's my career in my life that wasn't like an empowered statement it was more just like a ah, what a pain in the ass you know it, it really yeah. was a missed opportunity and if this movie were to be remade, remade today it'd be a very simple tweak just She's already set up for it. Just execute, you know, make her the cool, right. strong character rather than the, the girl who's eager to get her clothes off in the middle of the jungle in front of a baby dinosaur. That scene made no fucking sense. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually, I'm going to give it a D plus. Um, that's actually as, as nice as I can give it. Uh, for, for Honestly, I think I'd watch Land Before... I have watched Land Before Time twice. <laughs> since we've been talking, we're going to do the dinosaur shows. Yeah. I've watched Land Before tw Time twice. This one was actually a bit of a challenge to get through. It's just, it's really, really cringeworthy for 2018. Yeah, I feel like most of the podcasts I've been pointing out the positives, maybe it sounded like I liked the movie, but I didn't really like it at all. Um, I feel like it it has a lot of challenges with, I, ha I have moments when watching this, and, and some of this is probably coming from my preconceptions that I thought it was a family film coming into it. I remember it being a family film. Um, but there was a little bit of, like, who the hell is this movie for? It's my it's my Phantom Menace criticism. Like, like <laughs> there's too much going on here that's too adult, but yet the premise of it is very, like, child-oriented. And So who the hell were we making this movie for? Like, who was the audience that we wanted to see this film? Yeah. Um, so and I'm not gonna get on the why that's the Phantom Menace thing. Figure it out yourself. But um, <laughs> I could have spoon feed you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but no, I just I, I I agree with you 100%. I found it found it kind of hard to get through. Uh, I didn't really care for the characters. I thought the special effects were actually competent, uh, if not I mean not spectacular, but fine, especially considering it's 1985. Um, yeah, it just kind of lackluster for me. I would probably give it a, well, I, I, not to mirror you, but yeah, a D is about the best I could do. Right. I'm not sure it deserves an F because I there are moments in it that are enjoyable. There's some real drama in it. A couple of like odd moments where it actually gels and it works, but um, they're pretty rare. For though. the most yeah. part, there's too much like screwball comedy. Or is it a family film? Is it a comedy? Is it an adventure movie? Is it, you know. I don't know the, the the weird amount of sexual references in it doesn't sit well with I don't know but then again there's they got you know paramilitary or African paramilitary units fighting with you know uh, 
natives and <laughs> it's just a weird weird well, mix and there's there's also a line in there i just want to mention this too again to show how I, I i don't even know if i can just chalk it up to being dated there's a line where william cat is venting to his charter pilot bush pilot about oh yeah about no how problem. yeah about how frustrated he's got a jamaican accent yeah, reason, yeah about how frustrated he is with his wife and the guy's response is about how he would have whipped his own wife if she acted this way. The line is, the actual quote is, I'd whip the bitch. And I remember kind of stiffening up when that line was said because I legitimately could not tell, is that supposed to be funny or yeah, what? I think it was an attempt, from a modern standpoint, a super failed attempt to like, make William Cat's character seem like the more reasonable one. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what I'm hoping like, it was going for, and that sounds messed up to say that's what I was hoping yeah. it was going for. It's just, there are scenes and lines that are that off-putting well, no, where it's funny like, is like, he was kind of a little bit of the comic relief. Like, he was the funny, you know, happy-go-lucky Jamaican in Africa yeah, guy for some reason. Right. And then all of a sudden he, like, throws that out, and you're like, okay, well, what's this guy's deal? Like he's obviously not this. I don't know. Not to dive into the, yeah. you know, but who the who the bush pilot really is. But I mean, it's hard to after hearing something like that, you're like, whoa, okay, yeah. what's up with this guy? Uh, yeah, but and then <laughs> the reason it was confusing because for the rest of the film, he's supposed to be a likable character. Yeah, and it's like yeah. we're maybe and, and maybe this is just me now getting woke or something, but maybe was it that fucked up in the 80s my god <laughs> that was I mean, that's a shit I, I look at stuff like that is 10 years old and think that sometimes yeah. like i mentioned earlier like it got me thinking about ace ventura which is actually a movie i a guilty pleasure movie i think is pretty hilarious mm-hmm. but how like unacceptable that would be now because yeah. the, the main you know butt it's, of it's... the joke at the last half of the movie is super transphobic like oh totally I, just uh, yeah i mean but we just it I don't think society was thinking about it that way at the time, and, and I mean that's it's just this that line. And I'm not going to compare yeah. that to this because that's totally yeah. a different type. But of but movie, for but. for that line to be thrown out and it be used as a joke, and then later this character is supposed to be likable, so they're they're using that to show that William character William Cass character isn't quite that bad, as bad yeah. as this guy who you're supposed to like later. It, it's just well, it's if, so if, confusing. If you even find yourself in a situation where you're writing this movie. And you feel like you have to throw that in there to be like, well, you think this guy's bad? Look at this crazy stuff! Like, mm-hmm. you know, this 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 African guy over here, he beats his wife and he jokes about it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. This, yeah the, the way that, that the natives, as you mentioned, yeah. the way that the natives are portrayed as these kind of savages. I mean, savages. This, this movie opens up with a really like Afro exploitation. Um, the whole thing is just a bunch of natives hopping around acting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Was... The the depiction of the African people in this movie is straight out of a 1930s movie and that's pretty bad for 1985. Yeah. Like, yeah, it really I mean, it's it's really King is. Kong natives all over again except that they're actually, you know, African people and not, you know, painted up, but it's like wow. Yeah. 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 And actually that's that's a false that's a false statement because I remember giving credit to King Kong because they didn't use black right. in it but right um, yeah this so, one sorry. this one's I like it, it's, my apologies to king kong there yeah this this is um this one's not winning any awards <laughs> in any no means. it's just such a 
it, it did have a lot of ambition. I, I agree with you there. Um, I see what they were trying to do. I think they succeeded in rare moments. It's not entirely unwatchable, but it is. it gets to be a kind of a slog towards the end because you're like, oh, another gunfight? We're going to, you know, the baby dinosaur is going to run. We're going to shoot. We're going to capture. They're going to get away. Then we're going to shoot at each other. Then the baby dinosaur is going to run away. And then, I mean, the, the whole latter half of the film, that just keeps happening over and over again. And so, no, it's it's dull. I would skip it if you've not seen it. Um, yeah. If you have seen it and have good memories of it, just keep them. Yeah, that's it. yeah. Just... This is one where I don't, I don't really want to hear a lot of people's fond memories of this movie. I mean, oh, I, it's... I would still love to hear people's <laughs> memories of this movie because yes. I have such weird memories because it's so different than what it really is. It's like, um, yeah, uh, what were you talking about? Kind of like, uh, you know, remembering Dark City so much differently. The the yeah. version of it, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I will not get off on that tangent and let us wrap this show up and uh yeah best i can do on that one's a d and that's being kind of generous i think I don't yeah know. it just wasn't it wasn't enjoyable i i do like that we stayed so positive like most of the time we were i bet i bet everyone was thinking we were gonna rate this one pretty well but. well i mean it's 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 the compliment sandwich you know <laughs> it's like it was shot on location and has some significance and the dinosaurs yeah. don't look like big brown turds entirely <laughs> at least not in every shot and everything in between is rough so yeah, yeah. i mean but uh this movie's got a baby dinosaur sex scene in it so a, a voyeuristic baby dinosaur sex scene. that's gonna you know yeah. there's if you're if you're one of the one percent of people that does that just really does it for you this is your movie if you've always wanted chance. if you've always wanted to see a movie don't with, type that into Pornhub. if, God, if you've me. always wanted to see a movie where william cat and and uh and sean young have a sex scene while a baby dinosaur does the creep here you go it's really really awkward but uh well coming up down the pipeline on the podcast though let's see we've got our phantasm show coming up yes believe it or not we finally have our phantasm show and when you guys are hearing this you're gonna get it in one week we've been talking about it well uh what episode is this number 14 so we've been talking about it for 14 episodes now that's right and you're one week away from finally hearing our critique of the entire phantasm series so That's all right. five films um yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that i can't wait yeah that one's gonna be pretty good but uh, i want to thank everybody for tuning in and for listening to our uh, our dinosaur series and i'm also going to pat myself on the back that i got through talking about two dinosaur films without getting into technical jargon you and didn't technical science it up I once didn't. so I that's very didn't. it can be done this i i hope my family's listening to this that see i yeah maybe but then again that might just piss them off and look if i can why don't you all the time yeah i, I was gonna know. say you're probably doing it they're probably getting all of the, the yeah. stuff that we're yeah, not they so. probably are so but uh anyway i want to thank everybody for listening as normal this is joe peterson and this is eric Branson. appreciate you listening have a good evening You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter, 
at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard. <laughs>